Hello, ladies and gentlemen, Jesse DePlanis here. Thank you for tuning into the broadcast today. We got a great sermon entitled, The Birthday of Christianity. You and I have a resurrected Savior. You know, the day Jesus rose from the dead is the birthday of Christianity. If you would not have done that, Christianity would have never been birthed. It would have never happened. That made the world understand that the Son of God, death could not hold him. So this is part one of this wonderful sermon the Lord gave us entitled, The Birthday of Christianity. We're dealing with Easter and Good Friday. It's just a wonderful time. So call a friend, tell them to turn that television on. They're going to be blessed. Remember, this is part one of The Birthday of Christianity. You're going to be blessed. Watch now. Matthew chapter 28, verse 1. In the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the, Mary, and the other Mary. How do you like to be called the other Mary? Say, so what's your name? Uh, they call me the other Mary or the other James. How about James the less? What's wrong with James the more? <laughs> Think about that. And the other Mary to see the sepulchre. And behold, there was a great earthquake for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven. And came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. You ought to underline that in your Bible. See, they were thinking, how can we see him with that big stone? That's a big obstacle. See, don't let your circumstances become giants. Notice what the angel did. He rolled it away and he sat upon it. He made it a pulpit to proclaim the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. So God can take the biggest problem you got in life and sit down on it and make and proclaim the loveliness of God in your generation. Right then, he sat upon it. Glory to God. His countenance was like lightning and his raiment white as snow. And for fear of him, the keepers did shake and became as dead men. Now, you know, you, know, you had to believe that Caiaphas really believed he was going to raise from the dead. You don't send a whole army to protect the dead man, especially with a stone in front of it. And, they, you know, they made that awful lie that they paid them a bunch of money, tell them that they stole the body. Well, even if they stole the body, what you going to do? I mean, you got, you got a dead body. Say, he's risen. Boom, and he falls on the floor. No, he ain't. Do you see my point? Watch this. Keep reading with me. And the angel said unto the woman, or to the women, Fear not ye, for I know that you seek Jesus Christ, which was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen. As he said, you ought to underline that. As he said, what else did he say? You ought to underline those things. Because they're very part of your life today. Come and see the place where the Lord lay. And go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen. Notice the angel didn't say, uh, try to make this a holy relic. I mean, get out with the message. Go tell somebody what Christ has done for you. Oh, Lord, look at that. And go quickly, verse 7, and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And behold, he goeth before you into Galilee. There shall you see him. Lo, I have told you. But one of the gospels says, and Peter, because Peter was supposed to be the head. He was afraid. And they departed quickly from the sepulcher with fear. That means reverence and awe and great joy and did run to bring his disciples word. I want to talk about the birthday of Christianity. Now, if you keep on reading, you'll find out here that he appears to uh, that these women, my Lord, and they just love him. And then he appears to the disciples and he gives the great commission as he's ascending into heaven. And it's such a blessing of God to see all this. But I want to deal with that when they say, go, go tell them. 
In other words, go tell them that a birthday is today. The birthday of Christianity. So if you take a note, write this down. The resurrection is the power or energy which quickens the soul, which quickens the mind, the will, and the emotion, the resurrection. That's why I do what I do. And I don't mind taking persecution and everything you can think of because I not believe that he rose from the dead. I know he rose from the dead. And the only way I could ever be changed was to have a resurrected Savior. Do you see what I'm saying? Because people that knew me before would say, there's no, I was like the disciples, you know? I mean, I was totally different. But once I knew, got born again and knew that Jesus rose from the dead, I changed to life. There's nothing else in me. There's nothing else in the world I want or desire other than to preach this gospel. So the resurrection is the power or energy which quickens the soul. It's not a far off promise. It's a present reality. See, it's not a far off promise. Well, I hope it didn't know. It's a present reality. Every day is Easter day. Now, I've had some people that know what, they said, but you ought to be sad on Easter. Didn't your mother die on Easter Sunday? Yes, she did. She went home to be with the Lord 39 years ago on Easter Sunday. Woman always loved the party. You know, they, they were having a big party on Resurrection Sunday. So mama said, I think I'll go over there. He said, no, why should I? Because she's more alive today than she was when she was here. Are oh, you hearing? See, I don't, know, I don't just believe that. I know that because of that power of the resurrection or that energy which quickens my soul, my mind, my will, and my emotion. My spirit already knows it, but where you have to be transformed is in the mind or in the, in, in the mind, the will, and the emotion. That's what you work through in, in this life. You see, the resurrection assures us of spiritual communication with Christ. The reason why I know I can talk to God and God can talk to me and he hears my voice and I hear his voice is because of the resurrection. It assures me communication. Hello, Jesus. Hi, Jesse. It's literally that simple. Don't, don't complicate that. It's literally just that simple. Let me say it again. The resurrection assures us of spiritual communication with Christ. So not only do I pray, but I have great conversations with the Lord. I enjoy my fellowship. I enjoy my relationship. I enjoy my friendship with the Lord. I used to ride motorcycles quite a bit, and I still like motorcycles, but I mean, I used to ride them, and I'd, I'd have God get on the back seat, get on the back of this motorcycle. Just come with me. It's a blessing. Now, I told him many years ago when I went into full-time ministry, I'm not going anywhere unless you come with me. If you come with me, I'll go everywhere you want me to go. Little did I realize what I was saying some of the places I've been. But God was so good and gracious with me, even when I was in church, even when I was out of church, because he never leave me or forsake me. Amen. So people have said, you travel so much by yourself. That's right. Kathy raised Jody because I was on the road all the time, constantly, every week. And they said, but, but yet I was never alone. I was never lonely because Christ came with me. Why? How did you know? Because he rose from the dead. See, that's that power of the resurrection. That's that energy which quickens my mind, my will, my emotion which makes it a living reality, not just some promise afar off. So now I have total communication with the Lord in every which way, shape, and form. So I know what to do, when to do it, where to do it, and how to do it. You see what I'm saying? I'm preaching, man. Y'all shouting. Y'all listening. See, you got to understand it. But Jesse, you don't seem to worry about all these decisions you got to make. No. Why? Because of St. John 16, 13. How be it when the spirit of truth has come? He will guide me in all truth. Not some truth, not a truth. All truth. So I'm not worried about making mistakes. When I flow in the Holy Ghost, some people say, well, suppose you miss it. I said, suppose I don't. What you going to do if you do? What you going to do if I don't? I just throw back their doubt. 
I hope you can get my new book. I never learned to doubt. That thing is amazing. It will minister greatly to you. I mean that sincerely. I'm not just trying to sell it. I'm telling you, it's a number one Amazon bestseller. Give the Lord a hand clap for that. Already. Just got it out last week. I think it was last week, right, Kelly? Last week. Yeah. My, my God. So when you, what I'm saying is the world has been infected with a disease called doubt. I know nothing of it, see. What I know is the power of the resurrection. See, that's why Paul said, oh, that I might know the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of suffering, just to get around God, get around this resurrected Savior. You see, and the only way you can do that is through communication. The resurrection assures us, it says, hopes we're going to get it, assures us of spiritual communication with Christ. So I know in whom I have believed and I'm persuaded. That's what the resurrection gave each and every one of you. Write this down. Faith in the resurrection is a living faith in the Savior. See, faith in that resurrection is a living faith in the Savior. See, a lot of people want Jesus as Savior, but do you want him as Lord? See, when he becomes Lord of your life, he's Lord over your life, he's over your money, over your family, over your job, over everything. See, when you make him Lord, then you have a hard time sinning. If you just got him as savior, you can sin pretty easy. Don't shout me down. But when you make him Lord, oh, it's hard to sin. Why? Communication. What are you doing? Don't do that, okay? Don't do that, okay? Don't look at all, okay? You see what I'm saying? That's Lord, which is more than Savior. But faith in that resurrection is a living faith in the Savior and in the Lord. So people say, do y'all ever get tired of talking about God? Do you know how big he is? No, you don't. I mean, I, I, I talk about God 24-7. Why? Because I have faith in that resurrection. As you saw him go, you're going to see him come. Some people say, I don't believe that. You will. Oh, you will. Oh, I, you know, there, you know, there's one thing about New Orleans, but we end the death, man. I mean, I mean, people spend millions and millions of dollars on tomb. There's a tomb that I, I know one right now. It's three million dollars. I can take you to it. It's, it's gorgeous. Good Lord. It's gorgeous. But I thought, my God, don't go around the graveyard. Who, when he raises, he's going to blow holes in all of them. All that wasted money. Bam, just busted to pieces. Even the wicked dead's coming out. The God that you so glad he died, he's going to be back. Oh, Lord, with a judgment. Jesus is coming, ladies and gentlemen. He is coming, and I believe he's coming soon. So faith in the resurrection is a living faith in that Savior, in that Lord. Now write this down, and I love this. Believers cannot purchase heaven. I've had some people say, well, I give a lot of money to the church. Well, whoopee-doo. Believers cannot purchase heaven. Let me help you. Satan gives a lot of money to the church. Those that are preaching false doctrine. Those that won't stick with the word of God, who will compromise the words that Jesus said. Don't shout me down. Listen to me. If, if Satan can put a sickness on you, he can take it off of you and, and make you believe something that isn't true. Oh, yeah, he can do that. That's why he said he comes as an angel of light. He's not light. He comes as an angel of light. Believers cannot purchase heaven. When you died with him and rose with him, that's what baptism means, heaven was deeded to you. So I live in a mansion on the earth and I have a mansion in heaven. I have deeds to both of them. Somebody shout somebody. Do you see that? 
When the resurrection is done, he deeded heaven to us. Let me say it again. Believers cannot purchase heaven. When you died with him and rose with him, heaven was deeded to you. I was listening to Denzel Washington not long ago. He was talking. You know, he was raised Pentecostal. I think he, he come from preachers. And his mother just looked at him and said, Denzel, you can't buy your way into heaven. Now, he gave a lot of money to the church. Think about it. She said, you got to know him here, not just in the wallet. Don't shout me down when I'm preaching. Good. See, a lot of people think, well, you know, I've done that. Go, oh, no, no. No, no. You can't, you, you can't purchase heaven. But when you understand that he died with, you, when you baptize, you, you died with him and rose with him. I love baptism. You know, I preached on baptism, if I can remember these words. But really, the greatest message I ever heard in my life on baptism was a song that was sung by the Imperials called Watergrave. Anybody remember that song? In my house, there's been a mercy killing. The man I used to be has been crucified. And the death of this man was a final way of revealing in a spiritual way to live. He had to die. Now, if, if I let this dead man linger in me, I might get a little idle in my ways. So I'm going down to the fellowship, uh, the, the, fellow, uh, the, the fellowship river. I'm going to take this dead man down to his water grave. Yeah. Remember that song? I'm going down to the river. It's, how old are you people, man? Y'all too young? It's a great song. It's the greatest message on baptism. Death, resurrection. Now, when that happened, you went down not owning a house. You went down not owning a planet. When you came up, you owned planet heaven. Woo! And planet earth. Let me say it again. Believers cannot purchase heaven. When you died with him and rose with him, heaven was deeded to you. Woo, that's good. Am I going too fast? Let me all write that down. Let me say, believers cannot purchase heaven. I'm going down to the celebration river. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I'm going to take this dead man down to the water grave. When you died with him, oh, when you died with him and rose with him, heaven was deeded to you. So do you think, you think I worry about what people say about what I own personally? Do I, does it look like I worried about it? I could care less. Because if they think I'm rich now, wait till they see what I got in heaven. Oh, Lord. You can count what I have now, but you can't count what I have in heaven. The number's too big. <laughs> I have more than the debt on the United States of America in heaven. We had 28 trillion. That's nothing. <laughs> Compared to what you own. Yeah. Let that sink into you, man. That's spiritual, that's physical, and for lack of a better way, say it, that's financial, that's economic. Yes. Amen. My God, think about that. Write this down. Resurrection power causes you to live on the earth as a righteous person in your mortal body. That's what the resurrection does. Resurrection power causes you to live on the earth as a righteous person in your mortal body. The Bible said you've been made the righteousness of God. So you're a made man. Do you know what that is? If you're Sicilian, in the La Cosa Nostra, you know what I'm talking about, the mafia? Yeah. You know, you open up the books, they make you, and nobody can touch a made man. You've been made the righteousness of God. That's so why Satan can't touch me. Because God will make him an offer. He can't refuse. You don't do that. Do you see that? Do you understand? In this mortal body, in this flesh body, you are righteous. That's what the resurrection did for you. Think about that for a minute. Let me say it again. Resurrection power causes you to live on the earth as a righteous person 
in your mortal body. So when people say, who do you think you are? I say a righteous man. Not only am I righteous, I'm the righteousness of God, which means I'm in right standing with God. Wow. So how can I hate anybody? That's why I never get offended. You can't offend me. And, I, I, and I'm on time. I've had the best persecute me and say awful lies about me, but I just smile. It don't make no difference what they say. It makes all the difference what God said. And he, may, he said, Jesse, now are you clean through the word? None of those words would, make, would be of any effect if he had not rose from the dead. Think about that for a minute. See, righteousness in a mortal body. So he gave me the power to crucify my flesh. So when my flesh wants to do something it shouldn't do, no, you're not doing that. But, but I want to. I don't care what you want to. You're just not going to do that because you've been made the righteousness of God. See, that's what happened when Jesus came out that grave. And wouldn't move that stone. My God, when that power hit, the Father said, Enough is enough. See, you got to understand something else happened at the same time. Jesus was in hell. Some people don't believe that. Jesus was in hell. Psalms 22, the bulls of Bashan are around me. I mean, go to any theological, homiletical, hermeneutical, philosophical school or college, and they'll tell you that Psalms 22 is messianic. And Jesus said from the bowels of hell, because see, you were going there. So he had to pay that price. Will you leave my soul in hell? The father says, enough. Hell's a dark place. It blew up. It hit light. Light. I mean, that place, it looked like a nuclear. Wah! Jesus came out of there. And he, he said, man, he went over and set the captive free. Good God. He went to preaching as soon as he came. Bam! He set the captive free. Blew it. And all of a sudden, my God, that body began to do-ka-do-ka-do-ka-do-ka-do-ka-do-ka-do-ka-do-ka-do-ka-do-ka-do-ka-do-ka-do-ka-do-ka-do-ka-do-ka-do-ka-do-ka-do-ka-do-ka-
Hello, Jesus. Hi, Jesse. Because he's alive. And ladies and gentlemen, he's coming back. The way he resurrected is the way he's coming back. I'm telling you what people say. I don't believe that. Well, I do. And it's a wonderful belief. It just, it just makes you feel good all over it, all under it, all in there and everything. It's just such a blessing of the Lord. I am so thankful that we can celebrate the birthday of Christianity together. Maybe some of you watching don't know the Lord. You may know about God, but you don't know him. If that's you, I'd like to introduce you to the greatest friend you'll ever have. He'll never leave you or forsake you. Can I pray for you right now? Father, people that are watching that doesn't know the Lord, I ask you to save them. Lord, they, they believe with their heart, they confess with their mouth, you rose from the dead. They repent of their sin. And Lord Jesus, I just thank you right now that your word is so true. Thank you for giving me a new brother and a new sister in the Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. That's how simple it is to get born again. Do you know Jesus is not judging you in any way, shape, or form? He's still your Savior. So the reason why we shouldn't judge, because he doesn't judge. One day he's going to become a judge when you stand before him in that, in that day. But right now he's our Savior, and you just accept him as Lord. Glory to God, I'm getting excited here. It's a blessing of the Lord. Kathy's coming right now with some great glorious moments. Those are testimonies that you send into this ministry. You're going to be blessed. I mean that because this is words from you. So Kathy, take it away and bless us now. Hello, I have two testimonies to share on today's glorious moments. This first one is from Texas. It says, Kathy, like so many others, I love the boardroom chats. You and Jesse bring the word of God in such a comfortable manner. It's like meeting friends for coffee and having an enlightening conversation. I really appreciate the sincerity and transparency that you both bring to each meeting. Thank you both for showing us that we can laugh and have fun while still being anointed to do God's work. Sadly, there are still some people who think being spiritual means you can't laugh and enjoy people. Watching you and your husband have freed me to be myself and enjoy life without sinning. I also want to thank you for creating your word books and putting them on YouTube. They have been such a blessing to me. Sometimes I listen to them just before bed or the first thing in the morning. I'm being blessed by this ministry. I watch A Merry Heart when I need a pick-me-up also the Bible studies, and I just recently added Faith the Facts. Thank you for being faithful and diligent to God's calling. I love that. You know, since 1976, Jesse and I have been diligent in our calling to reach people and change lives with the gospel of Jesus Christ. It blesses us to know that the Lord is using teachings and programs from our ministry to help people around the world, like this next testimony from Seoul, Korea. It says, I asked you to pray for my parents to recover from COVID. Thank you so much for praying for them because they were released out of the hospital. I've been able to faith the facts thanks to your teachings and programs that have helped my heart to grow fervent in prayer. God bless you all. You know, I, if our ministry has helped you to grow like these, I hope that you'll send us your testimony. Let's give glory to our wonderful God together. God bless you and thanks for watching. I believe that God has placed within each one of us a deep desire to live a better life. Whether it's a life free from pain, fear, or lack of any kind, God wants to bring that to pass for you. In my book, You Are Designed for Glorious Living, you'll discover how to achieve the better life God has for you. You know, long before you took your first breath, God had designs on you for glorious living. You are designed for glorious living. Available at JDM.org. 
Boy, I hope you're enjoying this program because I enjoy preaching the gospel. I love this message. Also, we want to offer this book. I don't know how many people have got it. Hundreds, thousands upon thousands. It's called What in Hell Do You Want? I preached this probably 35 years ago. We made a book out of it, sold out. I don't know how many times. We'd love to, for you to get it. It's such a blessing. And you know what? It's got a funny title, but it's got great revelation here. Because why would anybody want to backslide? Why? What in hell do you want? Hell has nothing to offer you whatsoever at all. How do I get this, Brother Jesse? I'll tell you how. Order it today at jdm.org. I tell you, you start reading it, you won't put it down. It will bless you, I'm telling you. Partners, what can I say? You've been so courteous and kind for 46 years. You have supported this ministry. We've never had a financial deficit. We have touched literally millions of people for the Lord Jesus Christ. That's not an overstatement, any way, shape, and form. You have been with me all the way. So I'm going to say it again. I trust you. You trust me. We both trust God. And I want to tell you something. I mean what I say. Every dollar sent to this ministry, I want a soul into the kingdom. And we are doing that. So if you're not a partner, you pray about becoming one. All we do is when we go out and preach the gospel, we bring joy to people. We get rid of depression, despondency, discouragement, all that kind of junk. And we let the light of Jesus just shine. But I can't do it without you. Each and every one of us. Jesus got his own disciples, had his own partner base just like I do. So thank you for being a partner. Nothing too small, nothing too big. Got some big projects going on here. And you know why? Because Jesus wants this thing done before he comes back. I tell you, I get excited about my partners. Now, Easter's around the corner, and we have the perfect message for you. For your April partnership, we're offering the meaning of salvation. It's powerful. It's funny. I explore God's great love for you and me, and it's going to change your life. How do I get it, Brother Jesse? You go to jdm.org. That's our website for all the ordering information you will be blessed by. Thank you once again, partners, for being so courteous and kind. Oh, you do so much. I hope we say thank you enough. Don't miss next week, part two of the birthday of Christianity. It's going to be fun. Glory to God. So until next week, this is Jesse Duplantis from New Orleans saying we love you. We pray for you every day. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. So what's next, ladies and gentlemen? So much more. You got to keep your vision moving. You got to keep your faith growing. Don't compromise and don't settle. You're just getting started. Jesse Duplantis' 2022 Visionary Conference, July 14th and 15th at JDM International Headquarters, 1973 Armand Boulevard in Destrehan, Louisiana. Admission is free. Go to JDM.org and register today. Because God wants to take your vision to a new level. Ladies and gentlemen, I have something wonderful to offer you. It's our title and theme for 2022. Go do the work. It's on DVD. You need to get this. It will show you how to do it. It will show you what to do, when to do it, where to do it, and how to do it. Or like Ray Charles used to say, we make it do what it do. Praise the Lord. Go to jdm.org for all the arting information. This DVD will change your life. Life is better when you never learn to doubt. In his new book, Jesse will show you how to shut doubt down. You can have more joy, more success, and full peace. I Never Learned to Doubt, now available at JDM.org. 
When the Father God raised him from the dead, it signified absolute approval of Jesus' work, Jesus' ministry. And out of that came us. God has absolutely approved of me.